M. Shin. Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Nathan. And I'm Michael. And this is Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing the unaired pilot for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Episode Zero, Day of the Dumpster. Five teenagers with attitude are recruited by an interdimensional wizard to defend Earth from a space witch and her monstrous minions as a superhero team called the Power Rangers. But they're reluctant to heed the call. heroes so here's nathan again so you might have noticed that well travis isn't here well he wanted to take a little bit of time off but i wanted to make sure that you all had some content while he was gone so yes we are pausing our common writer coverage because i refuse to talk about common writer without travis he must spread the gospel of common writer and I will well, not deny him that. <laughs> to be fair, Nathan, he probably would have pitched a fit if if we had done like the next two episodes of Common Rider without him. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> yes, that is uh, my friend Michael. So we are keeping it in the family, so to speak. Here, this is Michael Hamilton, Travis's co-host on Kaiju Weekly, and a Henshin Hero fan. So I figured let's bring him on to. Talk a little Power Rangers, and there's another reason why I'm having him on here. We have a very important and special announcement to make at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. Also, before we get started, I do want to issue a bit of an apology for how terrible my audio sounded in the previous episode. We've been having some technical issues with recording, and we didn't have time to redo anything, so just wanted to make sure I put that out there for everybody. Anyway, <laughs> hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Nathan. How are you doing? Good, sir. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I, you're such a trooper for doing this. This was very last minute. I guess I'm kind of calling it a little bit of a favor because I've done some last minute subs for you on Kaiju Weekly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this is this is you calling in a favor for sure. I uh, listeners, if you want, if you're wondering how last minute this is, Nathan literally called me two hours ago while I was still on the road, returning from a concert in Raleigh, North Carolina, and said, "Hey." you want to fill in for Henshin Men this afternoon? I'm like, well, I've got about an hour to to help you out before I have to move on and do something tonight for my church. So sure, why not? It's an excuse for me to come on and talk about my favorite Tokusatsu franchise in the world, 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So it should be fun. Yeah, I have a feeling if it had been for anything other than Power Rangers, you would have said no. <laughs> Honestly, I was if, if you were gonna tell me, I'm sorry, Travis, but if you were gonna tell me if it was Common Rider, I probably would I probably would have said no. Yeah. You probably would have said, <laughs> I've got better things to do than uh, uh do Nate, like nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I literally said I said, Well, I was gonna go home and take a nap because I've been on the road since 7 a.m. But for you and this podcast and for Travis, just so and mainly for the listeners, just so you guys have content to put out this week. Why not? Yes. I you know it's it, it's a, it's a small price to pay for making sure that your guys as listeners have something hopefully entertaining to listen to. Yes. You also get to have the privilege of being our first ever guest. <laughs> Well, you know, to well, I would expect it, honestly. I mean, after all the after all the times I've done you some favors, Nathan, I would expect to be the I would expect to be the first guest on the engine men. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. So anyway, we're talking about the original version of Day of the Dumpster, the first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Since you are my resident power expert. <laughs> you know, you I like that. I like, or I actually like, if you, I actually prefer power guru, oh, if you want okay. <laughs> or or power shaman, maybe. Oh, okay. I I don't know. If I go any further than that, it starts to veer into the blasphemous. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. Maybe a tiny bit cultish. Uh, just... mm, maybe. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. I've, we've already done the plot synopsis, but can you give us a little bit of a background on this unaired pilot? Oh, man. Yeah, this unaired pilot was actually supposed to be the original the original episode for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And as we're, as I was watching this, because what we found online was only like 16 minutes long, so it didn't take long to watch it at all. Yes, you but, can watch this on YouTube. You can, you can. It's it was also part. I think it was aired first in like ninety four. I think ninety three or ninety four as part of a uh, made for TV no, special. Was, that was a little bit later, actually. Mm -hmm. I think uh, they were into. I think it was around in space or lost galaxy. Was that it was on there? Yeah, because I watched uh, that version that was hosted by Austin St. John and oh, darn it, I can't remember the the Zach actor's name. Suddenly, Austin St. John and Walter Emanuel was the one that hosted that made for TV special. You might actually be right. Yeah, that's one thing you might actually be right about mm -hmm. uh, more so than me. Is it was it came much much later. I thought it came around maybe the third or fourth anniversary of the franchise because you know for the first four years this franchise was riding pretty high. It, it was part of pop culture, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much. It was pretty much ingrained in the pop culture uh, soon after it even debuted. But the one thing that people, when they watch this, they'll notice is some of the some of the actors, or primarily the actress that would be later known as Trini, is a wee bit different. Um, as in a completely different person. That's probably the most significant difference between... Right this pilot and what the show eventually became right. because Trini was played by a completely different actress. Her name was Aubrey Dubois. Dubois? It's a Dubois? French, yeah. Yeah. It's a French looking name. And the funny thing is, is despite that French sound, uh, that French name, uh, she appears to be Hispanic, which is a little something that they did in the 2017 movie because mm -hmm. Trini is played by a Hispanic actress. 
right. in the 2017 movie. So it's a little right. bit of a nod to that, I think. It is. It is. I, I think so. And the and one of the main and she was supposed to be the actress that went on throughout the franchise, but you know we don't have to get into it if you don't want to, but due to some behind the scenes politics and some drama surrounding contracts and money, she decided to step away from the show and then was later replaced by the late great actress. Tui Trang. Tui Trang. Yeah. Tui Trang. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest difference that people will notice with that. Now, there's some other differences since we're on the subject of the differences. We do have bullies in this, but we they're do. not Bulk and Skull. It's actually a whole a kind of a whole gang and they're not comic relief. Now, the scene that they're in in the in this pilot is comical, but they're meant to be taken a bit more seriously. Yeah, they are. They're they're meant to be taken sort of as your stereotypical hot rotting gang of bullies that you would say because one of the what appears to be the leader of the group the one that makes inappropriate advances on kimberly has the 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 uh what is it what is that the uh what is that hairstyle called greaser. um yeah the the greaser he's got the greaser hair and the greaser jacket and the actor that plays bulk is actually in this scene but i could not tell if he was dubbed over because it didn't sound like that actor. Maybe it was slightly dubbed or maybe it was that actor, but the, but the voice just sounded a little off, but yeah, yeah no, we got bulk, but bulk is not actually named in this episode, but we, and we didn't get skull at all. In fact, bulk has another greaser. I don't know. a bully looking sidekick that we never see again outside of the first, I don't know, like five or so minutes of this episode. Yeah, the bullies are are only there at the beginning to basically show us how proficient our heroes are at martial arts. And, the, well, and the, the place where they're hanging out is different, too, because if you're a Power Ranger fan, you know about the juice bar. Ernie's, the Ernie's juice bar, yeah. yeah they're not hanging out at the juice bar. No, it's a bowling alley, which is a right. little bit different. And the, it, I got to say... One of the first major issues that I noticed with this is the pacing is just terrible in this pilot. And you, we barely see our heroes just hanging out doing their thing before things get crazy. And mm -hmm. they just, I mean, yeah, the bullies were being punks and, and kind of asking for it, but they just break out into a fist fight. In the middle of this bowling alley, and it just happens. I was just like, I'm sorry, but if a fight broke out in the bowling alley, I think people would be freaking out a little bit. Right, and and then people are just kind of standing around, just just like it's like it's an everyday occurrence, apparently <laughs> in 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 good old Angel Grove. Well, they never named the city. That's the other thing that's interesting. That's true. That is one thing. That is one thing that I noticed as well. Like, there's no indication that this is Angel Grove at all. Like, I fully expected to see, oh, the Angel Grove Bolarama or whatever cheesy bowling name that they came up <laughs> yeah, with in, in the mid '90s. <laughs> bowling alleys have goofy names. Let me tell you, they do. <laughs> yeah, I, there's several bowling alleys around me, and they all have goofy names. Yeah, and you'll also start to notice that our actors look a little bit different it's mostly the same cast but they look a mm -hmm. little bit different the characterizations are a little bit different as well they're not mm -hmm. they're not quite there for instance austin st john's jason in this looks a little well, i described him in my notes as the sitcom jock 
Yeah, he reminds me a little bit more of the pretty boy jock and less of the very like overly masculine, like the overly masculine, like testosterone fueled jock that we got in the actual first episode of the franchise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Billy is, he looks even more like a nerd. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they, they dialed his nerd card way up for this. In fact, if I if I'm remembering correctly, they had tape on his glasses. I guess that's what nerds did. You know, that, that was always they break their glasses and yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. He had tape on his glasses, shaggy hair, and he just looked like just a frumpy nerd. Now they did his characterization, especially from early on in season one, is pretty much there. He uses it's big pretty spot words, on, yeah. And Trini kind of translates it a little bit for everybody, mm -hmm. right? You know? So they. So a lot of the dynamics are there, but it's very unrefined. If I had to summarize this whole unaired pilot, I would basically say somebody filmed the first draft of the script. <laughs> yeah, this definitely feels like a very first draft script. It feels like a rough, a, it, it is, it, it's a very rough pilot. Yeah. I'm so I'm I'm really glad that this didn't finally make it. I, I'm glad that this is not what we actually got. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. If this pilot aired instead of what we got later, I think the show would have died. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it may not have died, but they would have had to do like what of a lot like what a lot of shows do. They air the pilot, the pilot flops, and then they course correct. So. What they did was they just course corrected before they even hit mainstream I'm and it ended up working they, out for them. I'm guessing they showed this pilot to the executives at Fox mm -hmm. and I'm guessing the exec, I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you've got, as you call it, the power Bible. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they showed the pilot to the guys at Fox and they said, this pilot is terrible, but we like the idea. Basically, so we'll give you a second chance. It's not basically. often that that happens. I can only think of a few other times where something like that happened. It happened for the original Doctor Who. It happened for the original Star Trek. You know, so Power Rangers is in good company with mm -hmm. this. Yeah, there was a framework of something that was usable. That was something that they could that people could laugh. There was something there. Definitely. But it needed it needed a little bit of a, it needed a facelift and it needed some refinements, uh, some major refinements, as, as we'll find out later on. Yeah. But, but yeah, there, I think the, the execs at Fox and, and Haim Saban and Suzuki Levy, you know, they all they saw this and were like, OK, so this is good. There's something here. But it's not quite there yet. Yes. And I cannot remember for the life of me. Maybe one of our listeners knows. But from the time this was filmed to the time the actual pilot made air in the, I think it was the fall or I think it was the fall of 1992. Yeah. I'm just wondering what all had to take place. Obviously, uh, the actress that played Trini left the show. It, she didn't even make it to the main show. This was her, her role was limited strictly to this pilot and that's it. And then everyone else in the cast though, made it with some alterations and some additions, which I think worked out pretty well for the, I, uh, for the I, franchise. Yeah. And I, you'll notice that though another, some other things that were majorly recast was a lot of the voice actors for the ADR. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the villains sound completely different. Well, okay, so so the voice is the same, and I think is it Babu? Babu is the monkey looking guy, right? Babu is the he's actually supposed to be, I believe, a gnome or a maybe a, a gull or not a golem. The golems are the putties. But he's supposed to be like a gnome. He's the blue guy. We'll just say that. He's the blue guy because he's the blue little squatty fat he's literally oh, squat. I thought that was he's squat. A, and then, and Babu yeah. was the 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 flying the, uh, the monkey looking. The vampire. Yeah, the, the vampire, vampire monkey. Yeah, because in the Sentai he's a vampire. But the he's he sounds the same. Everybody he else does. sounds different. Okay, so squat sounds a little bit different, kinda, because I do remember them using that sort of, Rita, wake up! I remember yeah. them using that in the show, so it's kinda, but his voice is is slightly different. It may be the same voice actor, okay. but the voice was tweaked. Now, Fenster, however, totally different. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they didn't use that voice. <laughs> totally different. Fenster was actually voiced by the late, great Robert Axelrod as well. And I'm so happy that they changed his voice because the voice actor for this one is not, I just didn't like it. Yeah. It just sounded odd. He sounded really odd. Goldar, I don't even think talks, but he's not even no. called Goldar. Yeah, I saw that in your notes. He's not even called Goldar. He's called, no. No, no that was King's, I got that wrong. It, it, was, I, I, it, it was King Sphinx that was renamed. Goldar was not even, Goldar was not even named in the episode at all. Yeah, and then randomly King Sphinx is there. And what what did they call it? Flygar? It's Flygar. It's, it's Flygar. I had to I had to rewind it to make sure I was hearing it correctly. I was like, is did they did she say Flygar or Flygar? I'm like, they it has to be Flygar because Flygar sounds way better than Flygar. Nope, it's Flygar. Uh, it's Flygar. Yeah, it is. It makes no sense because. And that's the other thing. The, another big problem that this pilot has is the editing, mm -hmm. yeah, especially when it comes to the Sentai footage. Now, what's interesting is that there's some Sentai footage in this pilot that was used in Power Rangers, but much later. Right. And, you know, for instance, the, the stuff at the beginning is, which is actually from the first episode of Zhu Ranger, right. where Rita uses her wand and she starts moving skyscrapers around and then it kind of uproots it. And, you know, you see that on the news footage. That was used in Power Rangers, but much later. But it's from the first episode of Zoo Ranger, like I said. Right. And yeah. King Sphinx shows up, but King Sphinx doesn't show up until a few episodes into Zoo Ranger, and he doesn't show up in Power Rangers until a few until a few episodes in. So the fact they that show he's up, here is just yeah, they weird. show up about the same time. I think, I think it's around episode five in Zoo Ranger, and it's about it's around episode four or five in in Power Rangers. So he sh he shows up pretty early, but just not in the pilot. <laughs> yeah, but they just threw him in there, and with I think barely a line to explain how he's there. Right, And it's just like, what in the heck is this? And the way that they use the Sentai footage is just odd. The editing of it. I mean, the first season of Power Rangers had some growing pains when it came to how they edited the Sentai footage. But Absolutely. it is really rough in this on air pilot. Oh my gosh. There's some serious continuity issues. And it's just just feels like they just threw stuff in there. It just makes me wonder if this was really intended to make air or if this was just a proof of or if this was just a proof of concept to the executives at Fox. It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more of a proof of concept because it's just so rough. It is so mm -hmm. incredibly rough. And, you know, let's 
talk a little bit about the new special effects that they made in this. <laughs> I don't know if they're so special. The teleporting effects look really weird. All they do is take the actors and just kind of stretch them in uh, I mean, Adobe it's, After it's con- Effects or something. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if After Effects was even around at that time. After Effects is a fairly new, pro- is a fairly new something program. Something like it, though. But, like, that's the source of you would see in After Effects. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, God, it's, it's, it's what you would expect for a cheesy... 90s superhero show where they're trying to show them teleporting but instead of just them beaming up in a stream of light it's they're literally stretching their bodies like gumby and they're just kind of (laughs) flying off into space so there you go power rangers and gumby (laughs) (laughs) for all my millennial friends out there and you remember gumby god bless you (laughs) well uh, welcome to henshin men where we make very strange connections (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> between things but uh so there was that that was weird there's another instance of the new special effects that i'll get into with the awards but oh man we need to talk about the command center and quote-unquote zordon who's not called zordon in this he's called zoltar zoltar, and we zoltar. Do have alpha, who is called alpha Alpha, yeah, yeah. They did give they did get that right but the command center itself although on the exterior looks exactly the same like you would expect but the interior is a little different in fact i was telling you before we started before we started the episode it kind of reminded it kind of made me think that they stole like they took the inspiration for the command center featured in the blockbuster movie the first one in 1995 because the layout is very similar yeah it also looks a lot more barren it literally looks like one platform with some computers mm-hmm. and a lot of nothing. I mean, the the actual set that they use is a little bit like this, but it feels like the nothing just stretches on farther, like mm-hmm. it's a bigger room. Right. And you know, it's just one thing with stuff. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, as you point out, you notice there's no viewing globe, so that's different. It's just like a screen next to Zordon, but, oh, my gosh, Zordon. Zordon looks like a rejected character bottle from Reboot. <laughs> and he's green and he's green. Like, but I guess it makes sense because he's like he's supposed to be alien and some transient and transient being or whatever. And it's like, okay, so green. So green makes as much sense as anything else. Is any other color. It could be pink yeah. for or it could be purple or pink for all we know. Yeah. yeah well, well, remember, too much pink energy is dangerous. I- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah too much pink energy is dangerous <laughs> but so, oh man but he looks he looks kind of terrible i'm gonna be honest with you actually I mean, you know what he looks like he looks like the mcp from tron <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah at the I end of the that. movie when you just see the nc the mcp's face i'm like it's that's so maybe it's a good thing we didn't get this version of zordon because he's secretly the mcp mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Again, Alpha Alpha, Alpha listeners, pretty... if you remember Tron, you are officially cool in my book. <laughs> Alpha looks pretty rough too. Oh, uh gonna g- gonna be honest. It's like they went to a Radio Shack. If anyone remembers Radio Shack, because they would have been popular at this time too. They went to a Radio Shack, bought a bunch of random things, and glued them to a uh, a vest and put it on top of a on top of a robot suit. That's what Alpha looks like. Yeah, to me. he looks goofy. 
But one of the things you'll probably notice is a lot of the major beats in this under pilot are in the final pilot, the second mm-hmm. pilot. It's hitting right. most of the same beats, but like it's just so incredibly rough. And the, then we, because the, and then the same thing happens. The Rangers are like, "You want us to be superheroes? You're crazy!" And then they just try to leave. And they the, just walk out. And, and Zordon is basically nonchalant about the whole thing. That's the other thing. Zordon's characterization is just kind of weird. And he does not have a very high regard for teenagers, I noticed. Like in the original pilot that finally, in, in the first episode that actually made television, he calls them over emotional beings or something like that. Very kind of like, it, it, you know, it's, it's a little insulting, but it's not nearly as insulting as overly emotional, uncompassionate. What is the other word that they use? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, but it was overly it sentimental was or something. Overly sentimental, chaotic. I don't remember yeah, exactly. It, the f- it didn't sound very nice. No, it, it, like he does not have a very high opinion of teenagers in this episode. And yet which, he recruits them. And yet he recruits them. <laughs> and obviously, Rita knows that it's Zordon because of the use of teenagers. So this must be a trend with Zordon. He just uses teenagers. That's a potentially dangerous topic that we're not going <laughs> to touch. <laughs> Honestly, the characters, the characterization in this pilot kind of reminds me of the characterization of Zordon in the 2017 film. Because oh, in, the 20, no. in the 2017 film, I don't know if you're going to bleep this out, but... You know, Zordon was kind of an asshole <laughs> in the 2017 film. So, I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a dick here too. Not gonna lie, but in 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 the actual pilot that finally aired, that finally made television, it's a lot more toned down. Mm-hmm. I would <clears> agree <throat> with you there. All right, and then so they leave, and then they get accosted by putties, just like in the uh, just like we get in the second pilot. Put- putties in Ultraman suits because they're obviously wearing rubber suits because you can see the zippers in the back, similar to what we get. If anyone's familiar with Ultraman, you can always see the zipper in the back of the Ultraman suit. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, well, you but- can see the zippers on the backs of the. Power Rangers too. Trust me. You can, you can. But in the in the 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 final version of the putties that we would get, the ones the closest to the to the golems in the zoo in Zoo Ranger, you know, they were wearing spandex, and yeah. these are like rubber suits. Yeah. And I'm not so I'm not sure if these putties are supposed to be made of metal because every time the Rangers kick them, um, like it's like a it's like metal clanging. And yeah. I don't rem- and I don't remember if that was the case in the original show or not. I know it was sort of the case in season two with the Z putties because they had that big metal shield on on their front on yeah. on on their on their chest. But in this one, I'm not 100 percent sure. But are they supposed to be made of metal or are they supposed to be made of something other? It's never explained. Obviously, yeah. Well, I, just- they did have they did make a weird noise when they got punched in season one. It mm-hmm. sounded less metallic, though. It was more like uh, almost... I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it wasn't metallic. Mm-hmm. Not, at least not as much as this. But also, I'm just going to say, because we do see Sentai footage of the quote-unquote putties. Mm-hmm. And these putties, because this is the first time we see them in this pilot. Right. And they look so incredibly bored. <laughs> Oh, they do. Like you've got you've got the two or three that are actually fighting the Rangers. And then you've got like the other two are just kind of hanging out in the back with their arms crossed. Like, yeah, we're just waiting for the rest of them to get done. And then we'll just kind of hang out. Like they don't make any effort at all to 
interact with the power rate with the rangers with the teenagers even when they're like being kicked around and they fall in the same general area as them like they just stand there like it's it's yeah. it's the, it's the weirdest yeah. thing and they and then, they also get baffled when the when the rangers morph they're like huh? what's going on huh? but then when you see them in the next scene when they're using the sentai footage they're really energetic and going crazy i was just like Right, the and they frick? and they don't make their trademark noise. You know the yeah, yeah. They're so devoid of characterization. It's at least in the Saban footage they are. They've got some in the Sentai, but they're so devoid of it here. And I'm just, oh my gosh! Again, if you're used to what what actually got made, you're like, huh? Right. It's and then you've got the whole like, oh no, we need help. But let's not use the the transmorphers because they're not called morphers and they're called transmorphers in this. Let's use our no. Let's not use our transmorphers that we just get that we were just given. Let's just yell for help like yeah. someone's actually going to hear us. Okay. Yeah, uh, just what the heck? Oh, and speaking of different terminologies, I saw that in your in your notes. They're not called Zords. <laughs> they're called droids. Which uh, is weird. They probably changed that so George Lucas wouldn't uh, sue them because apparently he trademarked the word "droid." Probably so. I did not think. I did not think that. That you're right. That that's probably the case. I just assumed that Zords sounded better, and Zords kind of sounds like droids in a in, in kind of a weird way, but in like a sliding rhyme sort of a way. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, but I'm so happy that they changed the name because it's like the master, the master, the master droid, and the Tyranna droid, and the Tricera droid, and the what is what did they call it? the saber tooth tiger had a different one saber um, droid or something? I don't remember. No, it's a little I don't, bit. That's a little bit like the Sentai for what I can remember because I think they did something. The naming convention was a little bit like that in Zhu Ranger for what I can remember. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that was for the weapons. Excuse me. That was yeah. That was for the method. That was for the mainly the weapons. But in the in the show in Jew Ranger, they were just referred to as the, the guardian beast. The guardian beast. Yeah. 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 So and then it was the mega droid. <laughs> no, it was the it was the mega dino droid. Oh, the mega dino yeah. droid. Yeah, instead of just yeah. the megazord. And yeah. The computer voice for when the transformation sequence for the Zord finishes. It sounds different. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think it's slight. I think the only reason it sounds different is because of the phrase is the phraseology. It's like mega dino droid sequence has been initiated yeah. and it just sounds yeah. weird, but I think it's the same voice. Yeah. I think it's the same computer voice though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, I'm, uh, maybe I am wrong. I will stand corrected, but yeah. And then we get to the actual superhero sequence and it oh my gosh it feels like it just flies by again the editing it feels like it just flies by so fast you barely it barely registers with you and then they're like oh they got big and magically king sphinx is there and summon the droids in a shot where i'm it's supposed to be the red ranger but he's i think there's so much sun glaring in the camera you can hardly see him <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, it's I'm just like who picked this shot? Who I think it, I think shot? it's on, uh, that is a that is from Zhu Ranger. That yeah, is from Zhu Ranger. Well, then that's that's a fault of the Sentai footage, but that yeah. that was just kind of terrible. And then it's just everything just happens so fast that it bar you barely get a minute to breathe and let it register. And I know, I know, Power Rangers, especially season one of Mighty Morphin, tended to be a very fast paced, move it along at a 
very quick clip kind of a show, but yeah. oh my gosh, this pilot. <laughs> yeah, for as long as it took the 2017 movie to get down to business, it did not waste any time for this pilot to just get down to business. Like within the first 10 minutes, they're already morphed and ready to go. But honestly, it just feels like they told the production team behind this said, okay, we have 15 minutes in between me. The, the executive staff has 15 minutes in between meetings. So if you can make something that lasts about 15 minutes, there you go. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's literally a, I think this is literally a proof of concept, not something that was intended to be aired on, yeah. on television. Now we, there are some other things we've neglected to mention these that are recognizable. It has the theme song, right? It's got the, the classic theme song. It's got the, the credit sequence that it's familiar enough, but it's only using footage from this pilot. It's a similar style to what they use in the final opening mm -hmm. sequence, but it's, it's, again, much rougher, and a lot of the music cues that you'll be used to from the show are in here. So clearly, yeah. Ron Wasserman did most of the, or not maybe not most of it, but a lot of the music work already before yeah. they got to this. Yeah, Ron, Ron Wasserman was already working on the show before it started like the, yeah. you know he yeah he was he was already he was already writing music for it which is why we have the theme song which is why we even have we actually we, we actually have an alternate theme song in this show because if you notice after the megazords or the, i'm sorry the mega dino droids <laughs> victory you hear go go power ranger yeah yeah. So you you hear that, but that's not something we got in the show. It would just it was just the melody we would get in the show. Yeah, but there are there are several things in this episode that are familiar, which they actually it's the same. I think Billy repeats the same exact line. I think Billy and Kim yeah, repeat actually yeah, there are a lot of the same lines that are in mm -hmm. the uh, the final pilot are in this right. Yeah, uh, like Kim's line about how I was like, I don't know, guys. I have a lot of shopping to do. Not nah, it's so freakishly nineties, <laughs> right? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> so it's it, like, or Billy's. It's a fully functional, multi-faceted automaton. Yeah, that that's in that's sort of his. That line made it into the final show as well. Like the dialogue is very similar if not exactly the same. There's a lot, there's probably some minor differences in the delivery and some of the phrasing, but the, the dialogue is pretty much the same. What I kind of noticed in, uh, in the pilot was Jason was a little bit more optimistic than even in the original episode of the yeah. show. He, he, his characterization was a little bit more of an optimist than in than in than what finally made it into the to, into the official first episode of Mighty Morphin, where he was a little bit more stoic, a little bit more like I don't know about this, guys. This is a big responsibility. Yada yada yada. You know. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I only have one or two more notes to go over. I'll just ask you, as the sure. power water guru, you know, Ooh, however you want to say like it. it. Yes. I like it. Yes. What do you think of the morphing sequence? <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean you mean you mean they just kind of stand up and hold one arm in the air with an open morpher and just shout out the name of their shout? dinosaur that was a shout that was a, uh, oh just i'm sorry uh, whisper the name uh, it, uh, shouting requires actual human emotion <laughs> 
Tyrannosaurus. I, that's that's the extent of it. It's like I know you. I, I like I know most of these actors can act better than this. Why are you so flat right now? I Tyrannosaurus. Think... I'm so bored that I'm becoming a superhero. <laughs> what sounded a little weird was the morphing order, because the morphing order is a little different in this, because in the show, if I'm if I'm if I'm correct, I'm I'm. 90% sure it's Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, Tyrannosaurus. then Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. But it's a little different in this. Whereas Sabertooth Tiger comes first, but Jason's character, uh, the Red Ranger still comes last. Yeah. So the morphing order is a little bit different. And I think that's what was, that was what's throwing me off about that morphing sequence. And they're all, you know, they're all just portraying just dead planks of wood when they morph. Yeah, so. well, and then the actual sequence, like the visuals that go with it, because we're all used to when you would see the close-up of each one with all the effects around it. Right. And, you know, and with, you know, they're, and, you know, they've got actual emotion in their voice. And this one, it's a four-way split screen, and each one of them just holds up the morpher and very deadpanly says they're dinosaur. Mm -hmm. And then, because... The show remembered, oh, wait, there's five of them. Instead of adding a fifth screen in the center or something, they just switch one of the corners to Jason. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? <laughs> right. Um, it, again, again, this it just makes me feel like this is just a proof of concept and not what was actually aired. And I'm not 100% sure what these actors and actresses were going through behind the scenes either because you know, a lot of them are obviously new. I don't know. I don't know of any of them being like, you know, up and coming child actors. I don't think so. I think this is their, I think all of these guys collectively, this is their first gig. And so they're just, they're just working out some of the growing pains. Yeah. There's probably a, there's probably the, the feeling of, you know, silliness of, holding a metal object with a power coin in the air and screaming the name of a dinosaur. There's probably that little bit of silliness that they feel. I, I don't know. I may be just putting, I may be just putting stuff that's not true out in the ether. Who knows? Yeah. Consult but the power Bible. Chapter two, verse uh, 23. Thus saith the power Bible in the book of St. John. <laughs> uh, verse or chapter two, verse 34. <laughs> Anyway, it's, I'm getting a little off the rails here, but it 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 does like from start to finish. It does it just feels like this is a rough draft that they needed to put in front of some yeah. executives, yeah, and to get up to get this thing off the ground. And yeah. thank and thank God that there was enough there that the that the executives at Fox and Saban were like, you know we're going to do this thing and people are going to like it. And here we are. We're 28, we're 28 seasons in at this point in Ranger history mm -hmm. and still going pretty strong from what I can tell. Yes. And then my only other note to bring up just because, and I didn't notice this until the second time I watched this today was uh, on the TV with Samurai Pizza Cats in the bowling alley when the one of the bullets gets knocked over See, i couldn't remember what i could not remember what that show was it looked familiar but i was like what is that television show that they're watching yeah the only reason i remembered is because i re uh, in the last couple of weeks i saw a youtube video about it because samurai pizza cats has a very very strange history anyway
With that, it's time to move on to the awards, Michael. So for the first time ever, you get to give out some Henshin Awards. Henshin Men Awards. (laughs) 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 So here we go. For the Henshin Kick Award, which goes to what we think is the best action sequence in this movie, or the best move. I should say, not movie, it's on the TV show. So, Michael, as the first ever guest on Henshin Men, what did you have? I we're gonna. I, th- I feel like we're gonna have some similarities, Nathan. Yeah. Whereas my Henshin Kick Award goes to Trini's reverse footage backflip onto a building and then blasting the putties with her power blaster, uh, screaming, "Okay, dweebs, dance!" That is that is that is a total that is a total boss move. That is a total dirty hairy move. I liked it. I liked it a yeah, lot. And also very 90s calling very nice dweebs. Very yeah. 90s. But again, Which, the problem with picking a you know, picking a henshin kick award in this is because there's not a lot of fight footage and it goes by so fast it barely registers. <laughs> right, and that's why like there's not a whole lot like you're right, there's not a whole lot to pick from. Like I I watched this thing twice before we recorded and I'm like Nathan took all the good <laughs> awards because there's not a whole lot to parse out here with this pilot because it's literally only like 16 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, man. And then uh, for the next one, we have Takatoku for the best special effect. So should we just... I'll just say why, because apparently you picked the same one. and I picked... We're just, just going to have to agree on this one, because yeah. like we said, there's not a whole lot to, to take. There's not a lot to, to get from yeah, this one. Yeah, and I picked Rita moving the skyscraper with her wand because she zaps it down. And and the, the only reason, honestly, I picked it is because it's Sentai footage that's not in the second pilot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. You're right. That's probably the most notable thing about this is the as a lot of the tokusatsu, a lot of the special effects that you see in this pilot did not actually make it into the into the official pilot of the show. But a lot of the scenes were used, but just not for this particular one. They were just you know. But you're but this was if you're kind of playing homage to the source material if Saban was doing that or just trying to do a beat for beat type episode you do see this footage in G-Ranger yeah yeah and then we have coming at you for the best line and I have to say uh, Power Rangers especially in those first few seasons was (laughs) a little bit notorious for their puntastic action movie line (laughs) one-liners Oh, there was some totally there was some totally punny moments in the Power Rangers franchise, and there was a couple, you know, really punny moments, or or there's funny moments and punny moments in this episode. I think you and I are going to have a little bit of a different one on this one, okay. so I'll let you go first. Okay, because the one I had came from Zach, and I really only picked it because it's it's a little bit meta because up until Power Rangers showed up, this was the hottest thing in children's TV at the time. And, that, and uh, when Zach is in the command center and he's getting the exposition dump from Zor- uh, not Zordon, Zoltar, <laughs> he responds to say, yeah, and I'm a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of name, a little bit of name dropping there to keep things relevant. I noticed that. I like that line, but just for the sake of being different, 
when they're doing the exposition and, and Zoltar, I about said Zordon, when Zoltar and Alpha are telling the Rangers, oh, you're going to you're gonna have access to all these powers and you're going to have these, these, the powers derived from ancient beasts that you call dinosaurs. And everyone in unison or one of the times like dinosaurs and Alpha quickly says, yes, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> like it's perfectly normal this yes, this is it's like totally a, normal because <laughs> like, kim said that because kim, kim says a line like ew we're gonna be piloting like slimy lizards no we're gonna and, turn into lizards <laughs> oh that's right we're gonna turn into slimy lizards i'm like yes that's and, and everyone and alpha's like yes totally that yes dudes because alpha keeps <laughs> calling them dudes <laughs> which is a bit of characterization i'm kind of glad they didn't really use a whole lot until they decided to make alpha talk and jive uh, a few seasons yo later. yo yo i'm alpha six you know oh, that kind of good lord <laughs> uh, questionable decisions <laughs> yeah i mean for the like why change things for the sake of changing them that's why i that's what i was thinking there at that moment yeah well yeah yeah uh i forget was that a thing they did in turbo or is that zeo no turbo was the turbo was the was alpha they did not yeah it was it was alpha six they fixed didn't it in until... space so i think it was a turbo thing we'll just add that to the uh, to turbo's many many sins anyway yeah. yes <laughs> okay and now we get to my favorite of the awards wth what the headshin and we have some ones that are a little bit different but kind of related so i'll let you go first Okay, so mine is mine is the command center itself, specifically the interior, because it's not what you expect. It's not what we grew up with. Like everything does look very barren in the in the command center. There's no viewing globe. Zordon is I'm sorry, Zoltar is green. Alpha looks like a rejected prototype from Radio Shack or something. I don't know. Or maybe Elon Musk's lab. Like, <laughs> he's just missing like, a he's just missing a, a remote control. So you're like <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's like Alpha looks more toyish. He looks like a giant toy. <laughs> yeah, he does. He he does. He, he looks like a giant toy. It just looks weird. It looks different than what we were used to. And then it kind of goes along with what you're about to say is your oh, uh, what the henchin award. Yeah, I I have to admit I struggled a little bit. Maybe it's just because I'm a little bit used to the the brand of craziness that Power Rangers and Jew Ranger provides. But uh -huh. I ended up settling on, as I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I watched the actual first episode. But if I remember correctly, they did something like this in the first episode, but it didn't look nearly as weird. And you know, they, which adds a little they, bit of humor to Kim's line about, oh my gosh, are we going to turn into dinosaurs? Because they do. Apparently, yeah. metaphorically speaking, and it's these weird morphing effects, and they're actually using images mm -hmm. from the Zhu Ranger intro. Right. These tokusatsu yeah. dinosaurs that are in the Zhu Ranger intro. Mm -hmm. it's just, so it's just these weird morphing effects, but it, it I remember it being much better in the second pilot because here it's borders on almost like a horror movie where it's like, oh, <laughs> well, like, like being like squished and molded like 
celluloid clay into something else. I'm just like, ah, this is kind of terrifying. What are you doing? Because like I'm, their faces stretch and mold and just. Ugh. I'm gonna say a title of a show that was in the '90s, and you're gonna immediately know where I'm going with it. I already know. <laughs> Animorphs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. even watch it, and I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, it was. It's it's told. It's it's that. It's that. I don't know. It's that. I don't know. It's that animorphs style. I don't know what came first, this or animorphs. I want to say I think it's this. this. This came first, yeah. and maybe so animorphs stole it. I don't. I don't know. But it was. This. It's. It's everything you would expect a '90s television show morphing sequence or metamorphing sequence would to look like were to look like and in the official pilot the set or the second pilot they it's just a cut screen to footage of their zords yeah it's to just, rep to it, represent what they're going what to represent their powers yeah it was just so bizarre and it's not meant to be taken literally so it's like why are you putting this in here you realize that when you're dealing with kids they're probably going to take the images that you put up on the screen literally. So why are you doing this? It's just such a weird choice. It's almost like they just wanted an excuse to use those images of the tokusatsu dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. You know, or there's like, Hey, we've got computers that could do morphing effects and it'll look cool. And it looks mildly terrifying instead. So My, mildly terrifying, Nathan, <laughs> mildly. Terrifying. Uh, that was a comedic understatement. Learn it well. <laughs> All right. And with that, Michael, it is now time to move on to your first ever Minute to Henshin It. All right. For those who don't know, this is the part of the show where we take one minute to give our final thoughts on whatever it is that we are discussing. So, Michael... Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. On your mark, get set, go. As rough as this is, I think it's still important because it gives us a glimpse of what they're of what they could have been and make us appreciate more what we actually got for the Power Rangers franchise. This is just such an interesting little glimpse into the production process of a show that has been around for decades at this point in a worldwide phenomenon. And I really, for all its faults, really enjoyed it. Well, sheesh! You had thirty plus seconds left. You're gonna, you may have to bank that for the next time you come. Uh, I may, I may just bank it for next time, and we'll have to, we'll have to go back and see if I beat Travis in the amount of time it took me to do that. So, uh, other I know than he, when we did the flying squirrel episode, I think you won because <laughs> we had, we had no words for. <laughs> for what was that? Uh, Musobito? We had no words. <laughs> at least I'm winning at something today, Nathan. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are welcome. And now it's morphin' time. It's my turn. Here we go. So, all right. No, it's transmorphin' time. Oh, Nathan. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. And that ate up about seven seconds for me. So, thank you. <laughs> You're probably going to win at this point. But, yeah, you basically hit a lot of the same things I uh, I was going to. This definitely feels like a rough first draft that they just decided to film. It's a proof of concept. And if it was a proof of concept, it accomplished what it needed to do, which was get interest from the network, and they gave them 
the funding and the resources to go ahead and make a second pilot, which was substantially better. <laughs> and uh, they made some changes, much of which was needed, and they switched some things around that I think benefited the show because we got things like Bulk and Skull and we got Tui Trang and all of that sort of stuff. And right. ultimately, it was a better version of the show, and I don't think people will miss this pilot all that much. And I got that done in exactly one minute. I'm proud of myself. Good for you, Nathan. Good for you, Ben. But now, Michael, it's time for our promised big announcement. Because not only did I need you to come on here to help fill in for Travis's absence, this is, much like this, something of a backdoor pilot. (laughs) Indeed. So I came to Nathan... And I had a crazy idea. And I said, hey, I've been watching all of these Power Rangers seasons. And I kind of want to catalog my experience, my journey, as you might say. You're my trip through the franchise. So starting in January, to coincide with an article series that I will be writing for Kaiju Ramen, Nathan and I are going to be starting a spinoff podcast that kind of digs a little bit deeper into the Power Rangers franchise, and we're calling it The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. And the whole premise behind that is we're going to do one season per episode. So it's not going to be like your normal Power Rangers podcast or your normal like Henshinman pod or your normal Henshin podcast where you do episode by episode. We're going to be covering entire seasons with one episode. And honestly, Nathan and I have talked about this this is going to be at least a year's project. You yeah. know, once we're once we're done, we're done. It's like this is just this is just my way of cataloging my experience and my my, my what I what I say my mighty morphin magnum power op my my mighty morphin magnum opus yes. I guess yeah. <laughs> uh, because I I I personally love the Power Rangers franchise. I have so much love and so much respect for this, and so much just it just brings me so much joy. Even I think it even brings me more joy than the even kaiju and Godzilla. I don't know. It's it's it's, 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 a, it's a it's a close second. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to be honest. I I just love this franchise so much, and I just feel like that you know doing a spinoff podcast is my way of just saying, you know what, I want to talk about this thing. And when it's, and when I'm done talking about it, that is an itch that I've scratched and I hope people are just going to enjoy it. So more details will come in January when we're a little bit closer to launch. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys will mention it here on the podcast. And Nathan, thank you in advance for going on this journey with me. I know that you're already worked overtime with Travis and your own <laughs> show and dealing with crazy things like being shot into space, but you know, um, <laughs> that's M I F V me. Oh, I'm really sorry. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I get you, I get you and your character mixed up sometimes because they're so interlaced, I guess. Um, you, you've told me that your character on M I F V is just you dialed up to third dialed up to 13 or you on ca- or you on Red Bull. I'm not sure how you, I'm not sure how you phrase it. It's the same thing. I might give myself a little extra caffeinated on podcast recording day. (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, I, I seriously, I, I really appreciate you you going down this journey with me because it's going to be a lot uh, of fun. It's going to. I, I was honored to be asked to uh, to come on the show and do this with you, and th- I will say I have been on my own little journey going through the franchise. I will not be taking quite as deep of a dive as you are because we're going to be positioning me much like. Travis has been doing with the common writer coverage on this show. I'll be a little bit of the noob. I'll be more versed in power Rangers than I am in common writer by comparison, but there will eventually come a point where I'm going to be leaning into your knowledge <laughs> for sure. Okay. You know, as the power guru. <laughs> well, let me ask you something, Nathan, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? Oh now. no. <laughs> I'll ask you, you have watched, I don't know, you've watched, what, 24, 20-some-odd episodes of Common Rider, plus what we watched with Kaiju Quarantine yeah. and some other and some other events that we put on. And you've been kind of going through this journey journey of Power Rangers with, or on your own, not necessarily with me, although we have had Power Lunches and Zhu Lunches before. Yes. But, so I, I have to ask, which do you prefer, gun to your head, Power Rangers and Super Sentai? Or common writer. You realize there's no good answer for that, right? <laughs> because our mutual co-host <laughs> is probably <laughs> listening to this right now. Which is why, I, like, the listeners need to know. The listeners need to know. We need to put you on the spot, Nathan. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, so okay, that's fair. That is that is a legal thing in the United States where we are. <laughs> Uh, you disappoint me just throwing it out there because I wish that I would have gotten the definite answer that I was hoping for and that I know in my heart is true. Oh, <laughs> I will say this. I do enjoy both of them. I have enjoyed both of them so far. Right. And it's for slightly, it's, it's, for slightly different reasons, but I have enjoyed them. For sure. Right. It's it's like I've told it's like I've talked I've talked to people about like, oh, what do you prefer? Power Rangers or Super Sentai? It's like both because they're so incredibly different, but yet so similar. But you can I think you can you can enjoy both for different reasons. Yeah. Now, um, if you had asked me about the other big Toku Hero franchise out in the world right now, I would have answer without hesitation because well we're not talking about that this time you can save that for a later episode uh, yeah we're talking we're talking about power rangers and super sentai this episode yeah, yes we are yes we are but anyway thank you very much michael so speaking of our other podcast thank you for listening to the henshin men a tokusatsu appreciation podcast you can find links to all our social media in the description of this episode you can listen to more of michael on the kaiju weekly podcast and listen to more of me on the monster island film vault if you found some enjoyment from this podcast consider giving us a five-star rating on apple podcasts until next time what are we going to say michael Hey, ladies, want a hen shin a date with Michael Hamilton?